You're listening to a bonus episode of The Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. Good morning, everybody. Um, you're very welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar. This morning, I'm joined by Kieran Hearn. Kieran is um, coordinator of of PastureBase. But I suppose in terms of the tools within PastureBase, what, what should people be using, I suppose, as we head now through September, October into November? Yep. Yeah, so so look, the, the, the key tools to be using are, are the autumn rotation planner, you know, that 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 will set you up. You can detail it to, to how your farm is set up and, and how you want to, you know, the day you want to be having cows in the shed or the day you usually have cows in the shed and back calculate from there. You know, now obviously you're probably in the thick of it a little bit at the moment, but you can you can still set it up and it will still be beneficial for you, particularly heading into that kind of October, November section of the year. Um, the other thing to, to really focus on, I suppose, is, is use either the grass or the fodder budget. You know, they're, they're really useful tools. I would say particularly the grass budget while you're still out at grass. You know, it'll, it'll let you, um, slowly bring in, um, silage supplementation for those cows particularly heading for the second half of october and once you have that budget set up and you have a little bit of planning done around it you can really get an extra 10 15 days of grass now you might only be out by day but you'll get that out of grass and in situations where guys have a lot of maybe clover paddocks or new clover paddocks on the farm and they want to get them grazed down later on in the year to let the light into the base of that sward it's really key that you're able to get cows out at that time of year Obviously, I know you're going to say, well, you're going to feed the same amount of silage or you're going to feed the same amount of grass if you have the cows out full time until the end of October and then you have them in full time. But it's the, the idea of having the fresh grass in the diet into the, into those days in November is really going to help with uh, milk in the tank as well. So mm-hmm. I suppose it's it's key to use those two tools in particular. I would really push the, the autumn planner and the grass budget tool. Grass budget tool is very user friendly and, and guys can set it up to, to suit exactly their own conditions. Obviously, the fodder budget is very useful for keeping track of your silage stocks. But I suppose maybe it's a little bit later in the year again, even than what we're looking at at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And, and for the vast majority of people in terms of what are we looking at in terms of the last rotation when they are setting up this um, autumn rotation planner, what sort of dates are we looking at? What sort of dates are you looking at? So I suppose it's the it's the last rotation. You're, go, you're going to be starting the last rotation kind of around the, the 1st of October and then you're looking to have your, your 60% grazed by the 1st of November, I suppose. So you're looking at that last 40% then through, through November. That's true for all stocking rates and obviously look you tailor it to your soil type different parts of the country there's no way you're going to have cows out in november that's fine take your dates back the autumn rotation planner will allow you to do that in pasture base you you can tailor it exactly to what you want when you want your 60 percent done it might be the 20th of october and that's fine you know there's no issue with it but i suppose it's just having that plan in place and having something to follow and maybe check your rotation days on and check your pre-grades and covers on when you're getting to that time of the year yeah, absolutely. As you say, I know up here in Bally Hayes, Donald would have tweaked it. He starts his last rotation maybe on the 25th of September and some heavier farms um, will be similar in terms of, but it's really about setting targets for your farm, Kieran, isn't it? And I suppose the setting targets for your own farm, but the, the crucial thing about using a rotation planner is not... I, I said it there about staying out a little bit longer, you know, and getting that value in that autumn grass. And that's great, but it's really to set the place up for the spring when you're using that really valuable grass and being able to to get out into reasonable covers in the spring when you're not going to, you know, you might only be out for three or four hours in the spring, but being able to get out into those reasonable covers and not being going out into forests of grass in the spring when you're when you're struggling to get cows out and get them to eat anything. So you're looking for that quality in the spring and you're really setting the farm up for spring quality in the autumn so it's something to remember i suppose for the next month or two 
Yeah, and I suppose look at given where costs are at the National Winter Milk Open Day, we were talking about them yesterday and looking right across the industry in terms of costs are have stayed has stayed obviously pretty high right throughout twenty twenty three. It's important that we do um set the farm up right um for for, for spring twenty four. Um in terms then I suppose of I'm just coming back maybe to um the year 2023 or do you have any stats for us on that it seems to have been um it seems to be very much um either one or the other in terms of weather events and it, it, it's been difficult it's been challenging in terms of in terms of managing grass throughout 2023 it it, it has been a bit challenging i suppose so there, look there, there there's been a couple of things this year i suppose the, the first thing as you point out there is the weather now the, the growth did slow down kind of may june time but it didn't it, it it wasn't as prolonged maybe now obviously I'm speaking generally uh, different mm. parts of the country w- will be different but it wasn't as prolonged as what we, we saw in a couple of other years maybe particularly in um in 20 uh, kind of 2018 and in 2020 there was, was kind of more prolonged periods of, of drought but um we didn't get as as prolonged this year, and maybe it was more the the, the wet weather that came in then in in July and August that maybe slowed down some some people's efforts in terms of making silage and stuff. So the growth has been quite steady, and it's been a reasonable grass growing year. I suppose one thing we would notice, kind of from our own stuff, maybe here in Moorpark, and just talking to farmers around, is that a lot of people's grass growth is back because they've cut their nitrogen back a little bit, James. So I suppose unless you have, you know exceptional clover management you're probably and you're dropping your nitrogen you're probably going to drop back in, in grass growth and that's just you know grass grows nitrogen or nitrogen grows grass sorry so that's mm-hmm. that's where we are with that and that's just going to be a fact of life moving forward so i suppose we this is one of the first years that we've seen that that, that grass is maybe a little bit back from that point of view but that's a learning process for farmers moving forward um in terms of clover getting out on farms it has been a good year for clover i suppose um we have a lot of response to a bloat survey recently that we've done and there's there's been over 600 responses so it's, it's been great to see um i haven't got any of the data kind of collated on that yet but i suppose we'll be we'll be publishing some of that stuff kind of in the coming weeks probably through the grass 10 newsletter just to see some of the quick results from that because I suppose anecdotally, um, we hear a lot of stuff coming back to us here about maybe bloat issues and about clover issues. And it's nice to get a fuller picture from that type of survey. And we'll be able to give more um, more specific reasons maybe to the guys that have gotten bloat and, and where that kind of came from, I suppose. And and hopefully we can we can build management advice on that moving forward for next year where, where we won't run into the same issues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I think that's very important. That's that's obviously the one main concern at farm level, and the fact that there is work ongoing on that in terms of that is the the best advice possible, and I suppose the best management practice possible at farm level are are, are being put put in place to mitigate that. Um, yeah. in terms of coming up towards the fertilizer deadline, then, um, Kieran, any advice in terms of recommendations around fertilizer, um, over the next number of days, or what's the thoughts on that? Well, look, the farmers are going to they're going to know themselves. It, it it look it really depends on the plan. Obviously, if you've got um if you've got grass paddocks and there, there's no clover in them, I would be saying go go with your your bag of urea at the moment and um and get it out uh, on as much of the farm as you can. No, within within limits and within reason, obviously. Um, if you have any if you have any um chemical phosphorus allowance as well, it, it wouldn't be a, a bad time to go looking for that as well. Anything in terms of um a K allowance, potassium allowance for the for the next while, look, there there's no limit. And 
you can spread that well into well into the autumn. So I wouldn't be running out for your bag of muriate or anything at the moment. Um, so but it is an important it is an important nutrient for those clover fields. So if you're skipping nitrogen on on clover fields at the moment, and you're you're just letting them alone for now and letting the clover in them, fair enough. But I, I would be looking to to look at their P and K status, particularly their K status coming into the the back end of the year, and just maybe replenishing that because it is a it is a hungry plant for potassium. Um, in terms of those clover paddocks. It, look, farmers, you're going to know yourselves in terms of what's being built for the autumn and what paddocks are strong and not strong. Generally, we would have seen from some of the research here that those clover paddocks will still need maybe a half a bag of urea now just to help build that cover going into the autumn and maybe give them that, that extra bit of help, particularly on the higher stock farms, I suppose, where you really need to drive on that cover. Um, so it is something to bear in mind and, and maybe something that... um that you can look at what you're, when, when you're spreading over the, the next week, um, you, you, you can look into, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had one final question for you, maybe before we finish up, and um, it's it's around the derogation requirements and and the number of walks and yeah. something that I hope everybody is well aware of and is is our listeners are on top of it. But maybe just give us a a, a brief, I suppose, reminder in terms of the requirements, Kieran. Yeah, so I suppose look, the the derogation stipulation from the Department of Ag has been that you need to do 20 walks in the calendar year and those walks need to be five days apart. And that's that's the only stipulation at the moment. So in terms of, of getting walks done in particular months or anything like that, there's there's really there's there's no stipulation around that. But I suppose from a guidelines point of view and from a patch-based point of view, we'd much prefer guys to be doing their one walk in February, two in March, doing the walks April, May, June through the summer, and maybe then the, the, the close and cover at the back end of the year, along with maybe two walks in September. But if if you're under pressure and you need to get those walks in, I'd say you're probably getting fairly tight, but you can still get those 20 walks in for the year and they'll, they'll be uploaded fine. There, there's no issue with that. I suppose just key things to remember if you're if you're new to using pasture base or you're you're kind of you're you're getting just just in the door with it is that you you can't backdate the covers more, more than 30 days. So that's from our point of view, that's just a, a management thing. And we have a lot of data coming in and trying to manage walks that are more than 30 days old really plays havoc with the system. So so that's why we have a limit on it. And the second part of it as well is that um keep ensuring that you're syncing if you're if you're using the the app on the phone make sure you're syncing those walks every time you do it or the data will be lost when you when you do the new walk so i suppose they're the they're the two key things to remember when you're when you're um if you're new to using pasture base for derogation reasons yeah no doubt all our listeners they they are all well well over the 20 walks done at this stage um heading for 30 it's a absolutely now you said it um i suppose Maybe we'll finish up here, but is there is there anything new in the pipeline? There's been a lot of developments. Um, maybe you're going to tell me, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> we've enough done there, but um, no, no, there... no. There, there's um, look, there, there is, there is, and I suppose anybody has logged into Pastures in the last couple of days will have seen the kind of the dashboard layout is changing a little bit, and we're we've got a couple of we've got a couple of things coming on board. So, so. I, during the year, actually, and this year in particular, got a lot of questions about liquid fertilizers. So, th- so that option is there now. So, if if you're getting a contractor into to spread fertilizer in the next week, kind of um, just before the deadline, and they're they're spreading it through a sprayer for you, you you do have a liquid option now in um 
in pasture base which you can uh, which you can use so same as entering the um same as entering the the artificial stuff you just go in select um a liters or gallons options instead of a kilos or tons options that you had before um the other thing i suppose we, we have the meal fed year to date option so every farmer can can check that now at the moment and check um how much meal they fed on a on a farm basis and a per cow basis so it's it's actually quite a handy tool Particularly, I suppose, going through the summer to see where guys can drop it, but it's still handy now to see where you are for the year and what your target is. And as you said, it might be particularly useful now next year, James, when, when costs maybe are, are a bit more squeezed than what they have been so far, maybe over this year and last year. Um, the last thing I would say that we brought in as well is, a, is an option to zero grace. So we have brought in an option on the wedge that you can use zero graze grass. And if farmers want to select that, they'll have to go to their, their profile in pasture base, go to um, their the farm that they have in pasture base and just click that option to to enable zero grazing on the wedge just we, we didn't want to put it in for everyone because i suppose it's kind of um a lot of people don't really use it so we have it in for for those guys that want it you just have to enable it for yourself and just to note it won't affect the wedge so it's treated exactly like buffer feed and silage that we just put in zero graze grass instead of silage um and the reason that we didn't put it into effect the wedge is most people are using zero grazing from an outblock that they're not measuring on the wedge. So to avoid kind of confusion and that type of stuff, we 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 kept it simple from that point of view. Very good. Excellent. Um, I suppose there's always developments coming and it's just important maybe to highlight what is coming and to hear, to hear what you, what you have been doing to develop pasture best further. I suppose, look, I think we'll we'll wrap up there. Um, it was it was good to hear in terms of where we're at, and I suppose most importantly where we're at now, heading into the autumn, but even um, right across the year, as you said, maybe growth isn't back as much as people think. It's probably yeah. more so that it was it was quality issues, Kieran, throughout that summer period rather than actually growth issues. Um, I suppose a quick synopsis. Um, it's very much kind of know your number, know your target in terms of yeah. autumn grass. Um, and, and maybe, and maybe just to 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 reemphasize to 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 set yourself up with those planners and those budgets, and take take the twenty minutes, you know, and and set yourself up, and then you'll you'll have it there handy every every time you want to have a look at it. Yeah, use the resources that is available. Exactly. Appreciate that, Kieran. Thanks a million. Yeah. And thanks um, very much, James. No problem, Kieran. No problem. Thanks for joining us. And um, next week, folks, we'll have. Um, Michael Deneen on um, to cover, I suppose, the main aspects of the National Winter Winter Milk Open Day, which happened in Johnstown Council yesterday. So Michael will join us next Thursday. There's lots going on on farms, so, so do stay safe. And we'll talk to you all again next week. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.